2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to kind of funny games daily for a Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller alongside Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in the world, a.k.a. Ooh. the New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. makes me laugh every time. I appreciate it. It's a great it's I mean, it is a fantastic accolade Thank to, you. to add to the piles of accolades. So many know? accolades. So many accolades. What a good word. Everybody use accolades some sometime today. Remember the acolytes? Yes, Farouk and Bradshaw. We mm. don't talk about Bradshaw right. anymore, but you know Farouk and Bradshaw when Bradshaw was cool. Yeah, before he yeah, became yeah, yeah. a jerk. You know what I mean? Mm. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. Excited for Mania
0: in a couple weeks. <sighs> Speaking of one wrestling, week. I was one week, one catching up on uh, the last couple episodes of Raw SmackDown last yeah. night. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we got some good it's stuff good, man. Stuff's brewing, man. It's really like at the Demon Vin Balor versus Edge in a Hell in the Cell. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Hey, but if you're gonna, like, what are you gonna do to make that match cool? Reappearance of the demon. Sure, I'm, I'm here for it. It's sure, been a long time.
2: But I mean, just the we, we're at the culmination of the bloodline. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? And let's oh, yeah. see. You know what I mean? Sammy and KO mm-hmm. going to get the belts. We know that. Gonna Night two, day. Cody going to get. the... We're just going to destroy the bloodline in oh, one yeah. weekend. One one then what two. happens on the Raw afterwards? You know, Randy Orton's coming back. Hey, in mine. What a song. We don't talk That's, about
0: how good Randy Orton's song. And I loved be. his old song too. But you know, he's just a pretty boy doing pretty things. Legend Killer, one of the dopest gimmicks really in wrestling cool. history. That was really cool.
2: You know what I appreciate is TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is China stealing all my information? Probably. They're welcome to have it. You want it? Hit me up. I'll give it to you. I don't care. But what I appreciate is that all it is lately for me on TikTok is wrestling, both classic things, and then, of course, more, you know, Amanda Reacts, every follow, kind of funny best friend. We've talked about her a lot, on, who does all the recaps. But then I'm getting promos from WWE. I'm watching, you know, Cody in, in and in a Roman Reigns jot each other. That's great. But then, you know, sometimes I'm not even thinking it, but the, mm-hmm. the algorithm knows me. Mm-hmm. Like last week, scrolling on by, what do I get? Oh, it's a clip from The Martian. Somebody's uploaded The Martian okay. clips. You're goddamn right I favorited it. Yeah. And you're goddamn right I'm happy every time it comes. I don't remember the end of The Martian very well, apparently. And I'm just living it and loving it, watching Jessica Chastain catch this Mark Watley off the planet and put him. in. It's fucking great. What, what a great movie. i That's just thing I've said before. Fuck theaters. Just put it on my phone in TikTok vertical. Yeah. The amount of times I've seen a TikTok movie where it's like, or it's like, you know, it's this is like this person was trapped in a room and I'm like, All right, I don't know if I can watch your recap of this guy. This looks like a good movie. Jen, we're renting this movie and it wasn't a great movie, but it was a good it's movie. Good. Sometimes why, it's why good. Why didn't enough.
3: You, when you bring up the Martian? I thought my favorite Martian. Sure. And Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Daniels. Yeah, That's sure. That's the one I, yeah. I thought yeah. at first.
2: Do Does it movie? surprise you, Barrett, uh. that I'm not old enough that I was on when I was alive, obviously. But I'm old enough that my dad loved the TV show, My Favorite Martian, the black and white one that he would force me to watch on Nick at Night right after Mr. Ed. That's some dad shit right there. That is some dad shit right there. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy were also on there. Yeah, that's right. right, Also, you got to
3: stop hanging out with Mike because I feel like he's a bad influence on you of
2: watching movies on TikTok no I mean Mike's a bad influence for a number of different reasons is- I saw I'm so sorry that Simon Cardy apparently from IGN had to hang out with him last night I was following mm-hmm. their escapades happening over on the Twitter it's like oh lord you know what oh, I mean oh lord how good does it feel uh Timothy it is GDC of course the game developers conference um you know obviously we, uh, GDC and kind of funny's involvement I think took a few years off there because of the whole global pandemic thing mm-hmm. I feel like we've all shifted uh, in roles and responsibilities and stuff. We have the amazing spare bedroom studio now. You know, we're we've, you know, got this team now that's all here in San Francisco. It warms my heart to wake up in the morning and see stuff like this. Yeah. Andy quoting uh Snowbike Mike. If you're not uh, if you are not uh, watching, I will read it to you for the audio listeners. Andy's tweet last night at 8 30 was quote, Since we're in a safe place, I've never had ramen except for crunching it in and crunching into it all dry. And that was a quote from Snowbike Mike. Like There's that. I wake up. I look at them. like, oh, they're having a GDC adventure. Then I get clips from Tamor on Slack. Mm -hmm. I see him and I see Snow Mike and Cardi on there. Mike comes in today, said he actually tried real ramen. There it is. We're fixing it, says Tamor. Like, I'm so happy to see the young bucks out there living that GDC life. I remember it, and I don't miss it. (laughs) Like, I'm not (laughs) out there looking like, you know what I wish I was doing right now? Drinking my fucking face off.
0: If I remember correctly, it was the GDC that you and Harley from Epic Mealtime got into a screaming match at a bar of who could be loudest.
2: Now- now, now there's some truth to that. Uh-huh. I don't think it was a GDC. If memory serves, it was just Epic Mealtime came to IGN for the first time. And we stayed, they were like in town. So they came late. It wasn't even for content. And then, yeah, we went to 21st Amendment. That was where they finally dropped the gimmick and talked to us. And I was like, oh my God, like you actually knew IGN shit. And then, yeah, there was a conversation of Greg's really loud. I he's louder than Harley. And Harley's like, let's fucking go. And so, in the middle of a crazy crowded pub, restaurant slash bar, him and I just screamed at each other until the manager came over and was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? We're going to yeah. make somebody leave. Yeah, yeah. Those were the days.
0: I love How that you're like, that was wasn't entirely true, but I love the parts that weren't true. Just GDC.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we, we wasn't <laughs> at GDC. I don't, wanna, I don't want you to think getting right, well, Greg only gets crazy at GDC. Right, oh, fucking gosh. nuts 24-7.
3: I was uh, feeling the FOMO a little bit last night, but then Andy got home, and then Andy was like, we had to walk a good 30 minutes in the pouring rain to get from place to place yesterday because uh with the storm it uh like traffic lights were out and stuff and like uh downtown was in a gridlock essentially of yeah. traffic. It was bad. Yumi got caught in a
2: driving home last night where yeah. it was one of the roads where like several lights were out of power and that meant we were backed up for and then it, 35 yeah. minutes for no reason.
3: So it was crazy. so they weren't even trying to get an Uber to get from point A to point B and they're like all right, I guess we're walking. And uh, yeah, I was like, what yeah, police? no, I'm, I'm, I was good. I got poured, rained on yesterday while waiting for a bus. So,
2: you know, we got poured on gaming news Whoa. stuff like spider-man rizzle, 2's rizzle. release date has been revealed by venom probably counter-strike <laughs> 2 has also been revealed and really has been and redfall is dope isn't dope we'll find out because we're going to talk about all that and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com kfgd write in with your questions comments and concerns about the day's news then of course watch us Record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindofunnygames and youtube.com slash kindofunnygames. If you are watching live, you have a special job. Keep us honest by going to the one, the only kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindofunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe. Of course, all of those avenues pale in comparison to the one, the only. Glory be to God in the highest patreon.com slash kind of funny on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can get every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free you can get every podcast ad free you can watch us record all the other podcasts live unless there's an embargo and of course you can get dozens and dozens of bonus episodes of content over there each and every month patreon.com slash kind of funny keeps the mics and lights on please go there and support us if you think we're doing a good job Uh, you can support us for free also use the creator code kind of funny over on the epic game store or Fortnite, Rocket League, and what have you on your PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch when you're checking out. Uh, housekeeping for you: the Games Cast has been live for a while. I screwed this up, but I'm gonna a- I'm ad libbing perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's a Resident Evil review up, but more importantly, the X Cast is live right now, and that has your in preview of Redfall. Your in preview. Your That's preview. Not right. It's a it's, Gamescast.
1: It's,
3: it's Gamescast.
2: It, you're, you're, right. oh. you're right about this. You're right about it. See, this. I think what happened is somebody went through and corrected my script, Yeah, that but was then me, that sorry. made me look like, I don't know if that's... I think... Okay, that makes I more sense. I it's okay. I also noticed, I for the bullet point, Redfall is dope. I was like, I didn't write that. I didn't write that either. Huh. Huh. Mike's in there now, too? Wow. Everybody, said of the goddamn Games Daily thing! Fucking Jesus! Jesus, everybody! Anyways, Gamescast is live. I apologize. And so... Resident Evil Review was also a game? Scale? I'm yes. confused. That okay. was a week ago. That was okay. last week. I got you. Yeah. My timetable's all you look fucked up. up. Every week. Great really? Day. Yeah, that's what. One that's a week? Subscribe. That's what we do here? Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. Man, if I was on pa- I- Patreon.com, it's just, you know, just a wealth and vault of content, so I have no idea what day it is or what's going on. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report.
3: A picker's dozen.
2: We start with number one. Hey! Since it's the number one story, it only gets one fog machine. Spider-Man 2 is apparently coming in September of this year. This is Grant Taylor-Hill at Insider Gaming. Tony Todd Venom's voice actor has dropped a a telling message on Twitter that apparently confirms Spider-Man 2 will be launching in September with an aggressive publicity campaign kicking off in August in the post on Twitter Todd who has apparently flouted any NDA that may have been in place responded to a comment stating he'd been told commercials will start dropping in August to advertise the release of Spider-Man 2 which will now reportedly launch in September Todd posted an image on Twitter uh, showing himself in a motion capture frame to which the user stated uh, to a user stated can't come quick enough spider-man 2 now we're not sure why but tony todd responded with full unrestricted transparency <laughs> clearly stating the following looks like september massive publicity coming in august commercials start dropping in august so i'm told hold on to your dot 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 and hold breath gonna be necessary I was watching this live yesterday. We recorded PSI Love You XOXO. It is our cheer review. It's up on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But of course, you'll have to wait till Friday to get it uh, on our normal day. And when this is happening live, as we were recording, and what I was loving about it was, again, all this fucking detail from tony todd oh yeah and then people being like yo tony todd saying fuck ndas yo tony todd doing this and then he one of the ones he was like he responded with was just oops and he he retweeted that like you know what i mean totally fun and then by the (laughs) end of a tweet
3: reporting on it that he also retweeted
2: (laughs) by the end of ps i love you xoxo he had already put he put up this tweet no more hints about hashtag Spider Man Two. It, it was all a fever dream. Blame it on jet lag. Who knows? I might not even be hashtag Venom
0: with this picture. Yeah. So
2: to which I like last, and as I said on PS, I love you. As you'll see Friday, and as I'm saying right now, Tony Todd, of course, the Candyman. Oh yeah, has haunted me in my nightmares forever. Uh. Final destination. You know, I thought we were on Common Ground, but Man he's always there. So he's always scared me. And his eyes here look so scary. I was like, he's wearing black lenses. His eyes are all black. And people in the, who could see it, I think, clear on the YouTube video were like, no, this is just his eyes, Greg. And I'm like, holy fuck, is Tony Todd scary in real life, too? I'm terrified of this man.
0: This, I mean, here he is out here giving us the info we're looking for. I don't think this is a surprise release date, uh, release area looking at September. Uh, that sounds right, especially the first game being released in September. This one hitting around there seems nice, especially with what we know of Sony's uh, kind of release schedule, whether it's first party, third party with their big exclusives, like the last one being Final Fantasy 16 in June. Um, so a little bit of a gap after that leading into a September release for Spider-Man. Totally adds up. I feel like that's a, a safe bet.
2: Yeah, I I one hundred percent believe it. I'm sure PlayStation and Sony are like, God damn it! But I'm sure they also don't care. Everybody's talking about Spider Man Two today. It's the headline of kind of funny games daily. James Stevenson, I ask you, is there a higher honor? There isn't. So you know, what I mean? take the lemons, turn them into lemonade. Exactly. I can't exactly. fucking wait for Spider Man Two. Today. I know, I know, and I, I forgot that uh, Tony
0: Todd was Venom. What? Yeah. How can you forget such a thing? I don't know. Yeah. That's exciting. I yeah. mean like that, obviously Venom a very Venom. iconic character in, yeah. in Spider-Man and Marvel all of that stuff. for Grace. But I feel like it's been a very long time since we've seen a Venom that we like. We we loved the Venom of the 90s when we were in the 90s. I don't know, but where 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 we are at now that's the, there's been there's been movies that you know you either enjoyed or don't didn't enjoy, you know? Yeah. Those that's what those were.
2: Find out in you know in review what we thought of the Venom. Exactly.
0: Series. Um but when it comes to Venom in video games, like it's been a long time since a, a different age, right? We had the Ultimate Spider-Man. I thought that did a really good job, the cell shaded one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was just a fun game. Yeah, right? that's a, on a different level than what Insomniacs doing. So even with the teases that they've had in the the first game, I'm like, this could be really cool. Adding Tony Todd, I'm like, that's a, a level of like
2: gravitas. Gravitas, yeah. yeah that, like yeah, I think yeah. is is gonna like really go a long way for again i think he's gonna the, be a breakout star in this yeah and i know that tony todd is a breakout star and i know venom is an, is already a star you know what, you know what i'm saying i think but he's still. gonna be a almost surprising highlight to this game where mm-hmm. i think we all got we all fucking got juiced when we heard venom and saw venom in the trailer right like you said you kind of forget about it right i think when i think spider-man 2 the first thing i think of are peter and miles right but to get him in there and see what they're going to do with it and hopefully yeah if they're running with stuff that we saw at the end of spider-man you know uh 2018 mm-hmm. uh, i'd like to see what that's going to actually look like and how they're going to do that and like really make that story their own you know what yeah. I mean? that was one of my complaints i think with the spider-man game is like oh well played it safe to a degree towards the end we got a little bit crazier with some of the things but now i'd like to see what you're really going to do and invest with these characters
0: yeah i'm super excited and uh
2: yeah it's september's not that far away Greg. it isn't this year's going fast man yeah. you know what i mean <sighs> fast have you checked your email lately about things that are coming up fast it's going here we go look at this is what is this Web of Shadows? As always, yep. Bear, <laughs> yeah. Barry, you stand Web of Shadows, huh?
3: I do, I do.
2: I, you know, I wanted the kids on Patreon to fund a playthrough of it to see if I was wrong about it, but they they didn't. I said you and me should just play it. We should yeah. just do it,
3: just on our own time, you know. No, just no, well, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> okay, I get it. We're not really <laughs> no, This is twenty twenty three. The only way adults hang out is when they're making content. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I'm sorry, I can't yeah, help it, you.
3: it. It was one of those things where I, I think I. I entered the Spider-Man gaming universe a little too uh, late because I was just a little young when, like, Spider-Man 2 was coming out as, like, a video sure. game uh, for that to be, like, a game that I owned. So, yeah, my, like, first staple into a Spider-Man video game, I think, was the Spider-Man 3 video game, which was whatever. Um, yeah. But then this kind of being, like, the first one that I played that wasn't tied to, like, a movie or anything. Yeah, like, yeah I, I yeah. really adored this game.
2: Of course, yeah. Remember Spider-Man 3 video game? Oh, Yeah. Remember at the end when, like, uh, you know, uh, Venom's got to convince the Sandman. This is how they interpreted the script. Venom's got to convince Sandman to work with him. So what does Venom do? He reveals that he has Sandman's daughter and then has her hanging from a tree. Not like in a noose, like in the Venom webs. And Sandman drops to his knees and goes, no, fine, I'll work with you. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this game? Good Lord. Let's move on to Nevin's Island, who wrote in for free, just like you can at kindoffunny.com slash KFG and says... Good morning, KFG duo. With the Venom voice actor leaking the Spider-Man 2 releasing in September news, do you think this is the last big game to come for PlayStation this year? Or, with Jeff Grubb's rumored May PlayStation showcase, do you think there will be an announcement that fills up the holiday season with some PlayStation goodness? Thank you for what you do, Nevin's Island.
0: It's an excellent question, and it's so hard. Gold
2: star for you, Nevin's
0: Island. Yes, gold star for you. It's hard to pontificate about this greg with any sense of accuracy oh of course because we've been waiting for this this new phase of uh playstation 5 games to be announced the the next playstation showcase it's been a long time since we've gotten one and we're kind of seeing the end results of the games that have been uh, originally announced over the last couple years for ps5 even again on the third party side with things like final fantasy uh, 16 so between that the horizon dlc spider-man 2 that's kind of the end of everything that we know like thing, you know? down to the things like Gran Turismo, and now the PSVR two is out with the updates to a lot of their the first party things as well, um, and Horizon uh, VR called the Mountain. So I feel like we are going to have to get new announcements sometime soon. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be for this year though. Like I kind of feel like. Once we're past September for Spider-Man, October, November, December, that's probably going to really enjoy the more traditional Call of Duties as Assassin's Creed, like the third party that aren't um, exclusively tied to PlayStation games.
2: I agree 100% with you. Uh, You know, Jeff Grubb, we've learned not to doubt. All right? Maybe on hairstyles, but we have not ever doubted his gaming acumen or information. And so I believe the May Showcase is going to happen, not to mention what we're talking about. Of course, there has to be a showcase at some point because we know... As you say, the end of wave one PS5. What is next? What's getting people hyped for it? My gut, though, beyond any of that, would still be the fact that look at all the other big titles we've had for Sony first party, right? And how many of those in, have come and just been out. That's not how it happens, right? You do get the announcement, you do get the lead up, you do get the updates, you do have long periods of silence, but you have your game awards, beats here or there, Shut yeah. Game Fest. And like, so, like, best case scenario, if you want to really pin hope to it, that I don't believe, maybe you get factions or whatever mm-hmm. Last of Us Multiplayer 2 is. I don't think you get that this mm-hmm. year. I think the way Neil's talked about it on our own spoiler cast, the way Naughty Dog's... I think we're going to hear more about it this year. I think we're yeah. going to see what it actually is this year. I bet that comes spring or Q1 of next year. Yeah. Um, I bet what happens here is, like you already said, you've got the lineup you know for this year, which has already happened with the PSVR stuff, final fantasy uh then you have spider-man in there what's the one i'm missing i forgot one that you horizon, just, DLC. horizon DLC thank you burning shores next month can't wait i think you're gonna get all that and then yeah you'll get announcements for what's coming and then yeah they let the third parties duke it out for yeah the f- holiday season like they always do you know
0: later it later. is looking back at the the playstation showcases we've I'll gotten, Stop though. right there i'm sorry
2: beyond legendary knights is rumored uncharted game starring casey like that wouldn't be out this fall. That would be something they would announce and have at the showcase and yeah. do a whole f- lead up to it. But also, yeah.
3: my response to that is rumored or just heavily wished. You know,
2: yeah, rumored uncharted game, sure, right? That's that. Yeah. That's we've had enough of that. Look at this. It's like I'm holding the frame. Like i captain. Don't let it drop, Greg. Remember, remember when Captain America held that helicopter?
0: Yeah, you he look just like him. Don't let it drop. Oh, you're letting it drop now. You're going to get <laughs> really, he him did him like this. Did he did like this. He hurt himself. <laughs> that was good, right? man. That was really good. Um. When they did the PlayStation showcase the leading into the PS5, that was when one where they announced Miles Morales. And correct me if I'm wrong, that game ended up coming out within that year, right? That was like a May to November. Yeah, that was a launch game. Yeah, but yeah yeah, 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 exactly. But like that was that year, right? Yes. It, like the, the PS5 yes. blowout was May, leading into the or April, February. Let me know when
2: it dot com slash you're wrong on when that
0: was. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to know the time frame between the when that was and the November, because like that would have been like the most. Fallout 4 style uh, that we've seen from PlayStation Studios at least um so I don't think that that's necessarily their style I think that that's there was a lot of things there with it being a launch game and also it being like a smaller title as well um but yeah it's it's exciting we're gonna have to get this new wave at some point hopefully live at the Shrine Auditorium from 7000 people but um I I believe Grub's right and I think that that means we're, we're gonna get something in May probably not the June SGF e3 era but more just like a little bit before it playstation trying to have its own uh moment which is exciting because i think that like i mean no matter what playstation does they're going to own the day but i think that i expect that what is shown at this May showcase is going to wow us similarly to the lead-in one to the ps5
2: sure can't wait uh one thing we didn't talk about the spider man business of course coming to september do you worry about starfield one way or the other as opposition you worry about not having enough time timothy which would you prioritize chat i want to know you two actually yeah if anybody's watching who has the ability put up a poll because i'm not gonna do it but
0: yeah i mean you know me starfield's a non-factor spider is everything so uh you too i'm playing spider-man i want to I mean, i'm
2: going to play starfield I'm, ex- I- I'm excited to play starfield eventually see what the hell it actually is but come on spider-man yeah
0: Spider-Man. I'm, I'm gonna be in spider-man like as soon as possible like that is definitely one of my favorite games ever and i i'm sure the two's gonna live up to it um i think that in terms of them stepping on each other it's I think less a factor in a direct way, more a factor in the conversation way that I do think that in 2023 does actually matter. Like, yeah. I think that the, the fanboy wars will be so, so, like, overbearing online that I don't think necessarily that the sales of one and the time of playing one or the other is going to be a problem, but I do think it'll just sour the experience overall. <laughs> and I, I, if I had to guess... We're expecting that Spider Man Two is going to be at least as good as Spider Man One. Hell yeah! I sure. think there's a lot more questions around Starfield. There's hopes, yeah, but yeah.
2: there it's definitely like a, I mean, Snowback Mike, host of mm-hmm. the kind of funny X guy, says it has to be game of the generation, that's, and that's, that's what thing. he's there's, expecting from it. He says, and that that's a a, a lot,
0: yeah. right? So for them to to pull that off, it's like I can see the. It's going to be easier to weaponize Spider-Man, I assume, against Unleash your weapon, Spider-Man.
2: Right now in the poll, uh, 70% are voting that they will be playing Spider-Man 2 first. There you go, Starfield fans. We'll see what's up. Probably be a shorter game. Exactly, yeah. Pop, get in, get it done with, do you think? Uh, Bander S.N. also wrote in to let us know the PS5 showcase with Miles was June 2020.
0: I mean, yeah, that's... That's a turnaround, man.
2: Yeah. Some people called out uh, of course, SGF announcing Last of Us Remake and then that coming out a few months later. But I, that's a different ball of wax IMO. Yeah. Of like, here's a game we're releasing for the fourth time in some respects. And so I don't think that needs the le- Like Spider-Man 2 wouldn't be like, if Spider-Man 2 hadn't been announced, I don't think they would announce Spider-Man 2 at- and put it out, you know, a month later. But mm-hmm. we will wait and see. Speaking of oh, announcing God. a game, Gregway, number two. Counter-Strike 2 has been revealed and announced and everything its official. Alex Stedman at IGN writes, Valve has suddenly confirmed Counter-Strike 2 and it's arriving sooner than you might think. An exact release date has yet to be announced, but it's been given a summer 2023 release window as revealed at the end of several videos. It will be a free upgrade to Counter- or CSGO. Uh, the Counter-Strike uh, Twitter followed up on that and s- uh, tweeted, Players are selected for the Counter-Strike 2 limited test based on a number of factors deemed important by the Counter-Strike 2 development team, including, but not limited to, recent playtime on Valve official servers, Trust Factor, and Steam account standing. Tim? A whole bunch of nerds like Sean Finnegan are excited about this.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, this is it's wild that a Counter-Strike 2 is actually happening, like properly titled. The question is, is that the right move? I'm not so sure. Like, we look at these type of games, and it, they're different, but in terms of, like, their, their market share and the, the competitive side of things, like Overwatch 2 having I mean, just happened, like mm-hmm. games that have kind of been uh, traditionally more platinum platform-focused uh, kind of getting the, a sequel, and what does that mean? What do people expect when a 2 is after the, the name of a game. Yeah. Um, but Counter-Strike's interesting because it's been going for so long and there are the purists out there that to this day still play the 1.6 version. Uh, and then there was the, the Source that I'd, people were excited for because it was the kind of next-gen graphic upgrade um, that people wanted to see based on the like Half-Life 2 engine. But then th- that changed the gameplay. And that was like one of those things where people were like, no, nah, th- like, I-, I prefer 1.6. I don't want Source. And then yeah, yeah. Uh, Counter-Strike GO kind of changed the game where that's just now with people that is the modern counter-strike and it's wildly successful uh just in different kind of c- corners and verticals than we traditionally sure yeah, are, yeah. I'm kind of funny um so for them to do this I feel like it's just off the heels and hard work that they put into go over the last decade at this point uh but it's surprising to me it's coming out so soon but that also kind of is telling of what this is which I do think mm-hmm. is going to be similar ish to the overwatch 2 um situation which is people like it but it didn't set the world on fire
2: sure yeah it'll be interesting to see what it does because it is such a dedicated fan base uh over on twitter it has been confirmed by uh an uh, Wickham ready i don't know if that's a name or a set of pseudonym but it's been retweeted by mitch dyer counter-strike 2 will be a free upgrade to csgo this summer your entire csgo uh, inventory will be ported over so you lose nothing so yeah that's good up. stuff but yeah. again telling but how us what big of is. yeah what is it exactly um but cool We will wait and see how Counter Strike Go, or no, Counter Strike 2 comes together. But we're also waiting for a number of other games like Redfall. Number three! On the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, is a bunch of Redfall tidbits. If you didn't know, there was some confusion at the top of the show by an unnamed person. Uh, the Gamescast is live with a Redfall preview. It is led by the one and only host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, Snowbike Mike, the master of hype. Get out of here, Mike Howard!
1: Hey, 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 good morning, everybody. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. I've been all over GDC. I've been having a great time, Greg. Yeah, I heard you had some ramen. How'd had ramen for the first time. You know what? It was very good, except for the egg, Greg. It was very odd-looking, Tim, and ooh, it didn't taste good. Yeah, you know I'm not a I mean? ramen egg guy either. But I'm I'm I had you. some of it. But uh, yeah, let's talk Redfall, of course. Games you know how is excited I am.
2: You know how excited I have been for Redfall. I want to go yes. out and hunt vampires with you. I think it's a cool world and a cool thing, and I want to have a division-like experience. What uh-huh. am I getting?
1: And you're going to have that, Greg, with your friends, right? And so the cool Just part, of no course, is we have a great Gamescast out right now. 45 minutes of me, Andy, and Paris sharing our impressions from <laughs> our Redfall preview, but it was solo only. And I think it was the right move from the dev team to okay. allow us to go in solo to really experience the world, to soak in what the team at Arcane has really done. Because it is impressive, right? It is a far cry far like open world.
2: Love it. There's you know how much I to do, love Far Cry.
1: A lot to explore. There's a lot of detail in this game. And when you and your homies jump in with four people, we're gonna forget all about that detail, Tim. We're gonna be <laughs> yapping, we're gonna be shooting, we're gonna be running, and we won't absorb and enjoy what they've created. And so our preview was solo only, and it went a long way for me. If you've been listening to the XCast, you've heard my thoughts on Redfall. I have been very mixed emotions on this. I thought it was mid-looking at first. I thought, man, is this just another Borderlands? Is this another Left for Dead? We had a lot of, what is this game, before we really got to go hands-on with it. It is a Far Cry-like, open-world, single-player, multiplayer co-op game. And you are going to be hunting our vampires all around, Redfall, which is a very cool open world, but it didn't leave me wanting more when I left that. I left that going, okay, I'm a little more positive on this, but I'm not eagerly dying to play this, right? Like when we left the Diablo 4 preview, I said, oh my God, stop everything. We got to play that. We left this going, okay, that was a nice taste. Let's see what co-op is like. Sure, sure, And I think, you know, what we've had before with Far Cry 6 with a little co-op experience, what we've done before with Rainbow uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Mm -hmm. right, with you and four friends in a giant open world, that's what this is going to be, but with that Arcane twist. And what Arcane does so well is puts the player first and allows you to utilize the tools that have been given to you from all of your characters, different powers, and the world that you see, and lets you play the way you want to play. And when we team up, Greg, and we are... Four different characters, or four of the same characters, it's gonna be a ton of fun, and so I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, the world is big, it's got a lot going on from main missions to side missions to just random encounters that you're gonna find. They have these vampire nests that are fun. I really enjoyed Andy and I did have some questions. If you listen to the games cast, again, I'll push oh, you I over will. there for the big details. Um, but it's really fun at the end, you kind of collapsed the vampire heart you kill it and then the whole thing closes down on itself and you have a little bit of like oh go grab a bunch of loot before it closes you only got a minute and a half so that will be fun mm. and cool with your friends but the question was can you keep our attention with a 30 to 40 hour experience right we don't know how long the game truly is but it is big ladies and gentlemen and the question will be got to be for can it hold our attention or will it be like a far cry where it's like man I've done the same thing 30 times, and this is getting boring and kind of repetitive. And so, Arcane has that pedigree of showing you that they can really do some cool stuff, but can they do it on a grand scale like this? That's the question. And we'll see come release. But go listen to the Gamescast. Great conversation on that. We all turned a little more positive, but none left, none of us left going, oh man, this is, you gotta gotta go for it it right now. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Mikey. Yeah, thank a you. My pleasure as always. I think I said everything that I'd like to say about that. Gamescast, listening, Of course, Xcast. we're going to talk a whole lot more all about it. Then, of course, we're going to celebrate 10 years of ID at Xbox today on Chris the Charler. Kind of Funny Gamescast, or Kind of Funny Xcast. cast uh, Chris Charles in the building to talk all things indie games. We're going to tell you about the indie games you need to know about coming to your consoles and Xbox ecosystem
2: this year and beyond. Love it. Of course, watch beyond. that live. I, I caught it. I caught it. Of course, watch that live. Patreon.com slash funny this afternoon. What time is that? 3.30. 3.30, everybody. You can watch Chris Charlie come on in here from Xbox and talk to Mike. But I have more Redfall tidbits for you Ooh. from all of these previews and interviews popping, right? Uh, we'll start with the one, the only Shinobi. Of course, over on Twitter, who had an IG in France interview, he translated a portion of and says, A PS5 version of Redfall was in development, then canceled, confirms Arcane developer, Harv- or director Harvey Smith. Quote, We were acquired by Microsoft and it was a change with capital C. Uh, they came in and they said, No PS5, we're focusing on Xbox, PC, and, ga- and the games and the Game Pass. End quote. Hmm. Not unexpected by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, of course. When you buy somebody and you have them making games, you probably want to figure out the best way to not even monetize, but capitalize on what it is. And yeah. I think we saw Deathloop come out for that PlayStation 5 exclusivity period right before it went over. Uh, there was, there was, those were the deals that Arcane already had in place. And then, yeah, to get here and have it be alright, there's nothing promised for this, then stop and let's focus and get people to turn on their Xbox and turn on Game Pass and come do that. Yes, we might be able to make a few more bucks if it was in more places, but this isn't going to be a game, you know, and I'm going backwards in time, not even off of Mike's preview, this isn't going to be a game that's going to set the world on fire. This yeah. isn't going to sell 13 million copies. This isn't going to be the next big thing, so let's make it the next thing on Xbox.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The change of the capital
2: C, that's an interesting.
0: I don't know if I'm missing a turn of phrase there or something, but
2: that means it was a big change. Yeah, yeah. you understand? Yeah, the change is capitalized because it was so big. Got it. Got it. It's like a proper noun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. The next tidbit I have for you are this. Redfall developer is working on reversing that always online requirement. This is Eurogamer's Tom Phillips. Uh, Tom has a giant interview with Harvey up. Uh, I'm going to pull a few graphs from it here, though, and jump around a bit. Redfall developer Arcane is, quote, actively working to remove the game's always online requirement when playing strictly in single-player mode. The vampire shooter's always online restriction raised eyebrows when it was spotted last month. Now, speaking to Eurogamer, game director Harvey Smith has revealed his team are now working on to working to change how the game works to make offline single player possible. Uh, they talk a little bit about empathy here, and like they didn't think about it, but then I saw him jumping ahead. The other response, Smith continued, was to accept the reaction and find out if things can, at a late stage in development, be changed. Quote, we do take it with a lot of empathy we listen and we have already started work we have our, we have already started work to address this in the future. We have to do some things like encrypt your save games and do a bunch of UI work to support it. And so we are looking into. I'm not supposed to promise anything yet, but we're looking into and working actively toward fixing it in the future. end quote Smith also said, uh, Smith also went into more detail on why Redfall had been designed to uh, be online in the first place, and it's not for the reason you might suspect. Quote, there's no store in the game, and there's no microtransactions, Smith told me, preempting any suspicion uh, the game was always online so it could simply always be ready to sell you more stuff. So, why be online if you're not with other people? Smith said the game was designed that way to better help Arcane understand how people were playing it when and when they got into difficulty. Quote, it allows us to do some accessibility stuff, Smith said. It allows us, it allows us for telemetry. Like if everybody's falling off ladders and dying, holy shit, that shows up. And so we can go and tweak the ladder code. Uh, there are reasons we set out to do that that are not insidious, end quote. So you always I always make we always make fun of press releases in the can quotes because they always sound so fake. Yeah. And then when you read a real conversation, like, you know how I fucking talk so about these odd. shows. Just if somebody word. wrote down word for word, what I said, it doesn't make sense to try like, to read what that. What is
0: actually being said here? So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you that it is funny when it is off the cuff. It's like, yeah, just information gets uh, put out there in, in, in ways that all, information with
2: a capital I.
0: Yeah, exactly. There we, there we fucking go. Um, but this, this goes back to like what we talk about a lot when it comes to developers and publishers. Like they are mo- for the most part trying their best yeah. and not, it's not coming from a bad place. Even if it's a bad thing, yeah. having said that it, it is a little weird that we're at this point and you wouldn't think about that. Like yeah. the, we've had this conversation so many times. It's like they're preemptively understanding of the microtransaction thing. They're getting ahead of that. Of like, Hey, it's not because of this, it's because of other reasons. Um, but they only had to do that because the microtransaction conversation has been going on for a decade at this point, And it had the blow up moment of battlefront two where everyone's like, Oh shit, we got to be really, really, really explicit about, microtransactions and are they in the game are they not in the game and all of that and so for this it's like i feel like we've had this always online conversation enough and i feel like there has been big blow-up moments um that combined even with the like is the game even on the disc like all that those conversations that like if i were them i would have thought about that but i also understand not everybody's reporting on games daily every day so it's
2: the biggest thing you hear when you talk to developers making their games right is i feel like They're making their games, they're doing their work, and so for every developer we have that listens to this show or any of our shows, for some reason, thank you, but it's always like, not everybody does that, not everybody can. Some people are just like, I'm working on my game, which means I can't even play other games, which means I'm not paying attention. And I think they're, this is is a loaded statement, and I know all the times we've yelled about it on this show, so stick with me. I do think that, in the general sense of the conversation, the always-online hubbub has died down. Because most people are always online to some degree. I am not. I know that they're, and, and I should say most people who would listen to a podcast or be part of, you know, are always online to some degree. There are a whole bunch of people that aren't, that are not connected to the internet. They don't do their games that way, blah, blah. I get all that. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying that's not a thing. But I think it's that you could be lulled into a false sense of security as a developer, even if you were paying attention to the industry, that you don't see that hubbub anymore. It's not like when Xbox One got announced and was like, Always online, this new cloud, this is what we're doing, game sharing, and every flip the fuck out. Like, it's not to that level anymore. More, I mean, most of us and most of our devices to some degree are always online. You just don't think about it. But to make it a requirement is such a different beast than just like, yeah. oh, it's pinging in the background or doing whatever, and I wasn't paying attention. Like,
0: I don't know that I fully agree with what you're saying, just because I feel like the Xbox One moment was the the battlefield or battlefront sure. moment. I we want the moment. Yeah. We, yeah. That was the thing of everyone's like, oh, fuck. So now when it does have, I think it, it just. Happens a lot less often than it would have. And I feel like when it does, Gotham Knights, right, was another example of it, of like uh, when they do announce that it's, it's, that's how it's going to be, or a suicide squad, it, it is like a, the the headline, right, yeah. of the day. So it's like, I, I think that, uh, what,
2: well, and so I'm, I, we're not that far off. I, I think it's just, I didn't make my case well enough. I'm saying that. We see fewer of those conversations in headlines, so there's not as much the constant banging of the drum anymore that always online is a problem. Yeah, and So yeah, yeah. you could miss that and not fully get that and have, again, best intentions in mind. Totally. Of like, oh, we want, to know, we want the data from people so we know how they're enjoying the game or not enjoying the game. Yep. But we will wait and see, and it will be fixed. Will anyone care about Redfall when it happens at that point? Nobody knows. But I do know this. Everybody cares about patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can kick us a few bucks and get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. You could get the ability to watch us record our podcast when they're not embargoed live like Mike is doing with the X cast this afternoon when Xbox's Chris Charlie comes on by. And of course, you could get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of content all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. A great Remember blank going up on Friday alongside mm-hmm. PS. I love you where me and bless. Remember Smackdown versus raw, the series. Oh, okay. Very exciting about yeah. that. I like that a lot. Now, of course we're doing a kind of feudy today. I think right. Or maybe tomorrow, but it's whatever. There's a kind of feud happening. It doesn't matter. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. What matters right now is that you could get kind of funny games daily ad free on patreoncom slash kind of funny, but guess what, Jack, you're not. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your
0: iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. you wait a few seconds. You see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and Save—that's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops; it works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com/kinda funny. That's joinhoney.com/kinda funny.
2: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. Number four on the Roper Report. Wow, that threw me. <laughs> Number four on the Roper Report. Uh, we have the review roundup for "Have a Nice Death." Of course, this is a game out uh, today. It's one of those little indies heading around. It's got a Metacritic of eighty-three. Baird, I should have given you a trailer to toss up there. I apologize. Uh, it's one of those roguelikes. You run around. Don't you, worry about it. Your death, you
3: don't send me a trailer.
2: You, I find it you got a sickle. You got a little pumpkin man running around with Hell you. Yeah. Uh, why it's here? Because it looks pretty great. And again, the 83 is not, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Twinfinite. That's right. Jared Petty's Twinfinite <laughs> gave it a five out of five where Andrew McMahon wrote If you love a solid challenge that gives its players a justifiable reason to be be okay with trial and error approach to progression, then Have a Nice Death is the perfect pick for you. Being able to experiment with even more insane builds to replace your favorites while also hearing about what an HR nightmare all the employees are and its hilarious story is just the cherry on top. It manages to create yet another engrossing experience where you're not you're on, not only okay with dying, but actively welcome it, which is a hard feat to achieve for a medium that's so often known for punishing players for just that. Here's to hoping the Magic Design... I'm sorry. Here's to hoping that Magic Design Studios gets the recognition it deserves for crafting one hell of an underworld experience and uh-huh. that it'll be able to build upon it even more from here. IGN.com gave it an 8 Point zero. Uh, there, Leanna Hafer says, Have a nice death is a punishing but satisfying roguelike with some di- diabolically tough boss fights. The darkly, dork- the darkly dorky setting and office humor lend it more than enough charm to make me want to discover more of its world. But it's made significantly more frustrating than it probably needs to be by very stingy long-term progression and limited defensive abilities in comparison to its huge array of fun-to-use offensive weapons. When I wasn't feeling that... When I wasn't feeling the discouraging void inside dragging me down, I was reveling in the hundreds of ways I could make these visually and mechanically memorable undead wish they never lived at all. And then Gamer Escape gave it a 7. Uh, Justin Mercer wrote, In many um, ways, Nice death feels as double-edged as its protagonist's scythe can be. It sports ridiculously tight combat with speedy movement, but it only truly shines during the game's boss fights. It's comple- it complete." It competently incorporates its roguelike mechanics, but in ways that can feel overly familiar, particularly as your playtime increases. It is gorgeous art style, but its unexciting le- level generation isn't able to fully measure up to it. And yet despite all this, I still had no shortage of difficulty putting down the controller. Okay, one more run was a common refrain as I worked my way through the offices of Death Inc., chuckling at the humor of its characters, throwing myself at its bosses, and taking in the new sights after overcoming one. Have a nice death is sure to please roguelike fans for its playability, but it's a tad too easy to want a bit more from it. Tim,
0: yes. you enjoy a roguelike here and there. I do. This Are, looks incredible. Yeah. I've been excited for this game for a long time. Uh, my problem is, though, Greg, I'm not good at these things. And like the the line here from Lena, uh, very stingy long term progression. Yeah. That's what I don't
2: like about mm-hmm. these type of games. I
0: yeah. like feeling like if the more I play, the more runs I sure. do. Sure, sure,
2: They're sure. getting easier and easier, and I like that. Why happening. I love Rogue Legacy. There we yeah, go. Rogue Legacy made me feel that every time, yeah.
0: Um, and I know it's slightly different, but I feel like I have the same uh, criticism of Sifu, where I sure. love Sifu, but I feel like um, I would have loved it even more if you can just get the upgrades and like keep them sooner, because you eventually get them, but it's after doing the run a thousand times. Uh, where I would appreciate it maybe after 15 times. Sure. Um, and uh, last week I booted up uh, Dead Cells, the oh, yeah, Castlevania, yeah, yeah. and I oh my god, love Dead Cells, love Castlevania more as a aesthetic than um, the games. I just haven't played too many of them. Sure, sure sure, uh, sure, sure. But I love the music, I love the the vibe. Obviously the enemy design and all that, and it's just so much fun. But what I appreciate about it is I know I'm never going to beat it. I'm never going to complete this whole thing because it's like it's too many runs, too much going on. But I love that even without beating that game, I'm getting everything I want out of it. If there's just so much That's fun right. to be That's had right. uh, in Dead Cells: Return to Castlevania, this looks the same way to me. Where I'm like, this looks uh, awesome. I wish I could commit full time to it and this just being yeah, my yeah. whole thing. But that and Hollow Knight are the two ones where I'm like, this looks I like a dream this, fucking game. It. But it's also just like it's those the little bit of the the permanent growth that I want to see more of, unless little numbers going up and changing every goddamn
2: well, time. Well, Tim someone in this office has already been playing have a nice death his name is barrett courtney barrett what are you where are you right now with have a nice death
3: uh i've put roughly two and a half hours into it so far uh i got through i'm trying to remember if i beat the second boss last night or if i died like 10 times to the second boss last night at all just kind of like bleeds together right um But, yeah, even though there's kind of a a different array of review scores from all those uh, reviews, I I see where everybody is coming from. Sure. Um, Yeah, like in the the level design uh, without the boss fights, like, yeah, it it gets a little bit uh, kind of repetitive and nothing really stands out um i think the most fun like i have in like the normal levels is when they kind of like lock you in an area to like do a specific fight it kind of reminds me of a guacamelee where you're running around and then it's like very clearly like doors shut and then you have to like uh do like a whole encounter um and so yeah there's things like that i think the at least where i've gotten um the art style that they've gone with, especially for the environments, like nothing stands out from level to level. Um, and that that was like another thing where it's like it, it, it's the art style is fun and nice for a little bit. But I, I wish they had a little bit more fun with it and uh, showed off some more different uh, environments that stu- uh, stood out a little bit more. Um, the progression. Yeah, I definitely understand. And I already feel it a little bit two hours in of like it's it's probably going to be a little bit. But it, I, I think it's just something that I think I'm going to go back to over the course of months. Right. And gotcha. that was the, that was the same with Hades, right? Like it took me forever to just beat one run of Hades, you know? So, um, you know, eventually uh, maybe I'll do one run of, of have a nice death and it'll be a, a great time. Um, but yeah, the, the highlight for me is the, the boss fights. I, I really enjoy and not just the big, uh, kind of like, uh, managers or whatever they're called. Uh, I think they're called That's sorrows. True. Um, that are kind of have become obsessed with, like, uh, basically making death, like, a very successful business and kind of, like, overdoing it with, like, taking souls, uh, which I think is a very interesting uh, possible commentary on um, the uh, obsession with capitalism and, and, and things of that nature and just kind of, like, making people chill the fuck out. And those boss fights are really fun, but then there's also, like, other employees that you fight. Like, I, I fought, like, uh, like just... Um, What was it? Just like a guy cleaning, but he like that was like a mini boss that you can do in like the middle of like a a level, and those are also really fun and uh, have some great moments that always feel a little bit different each time you go into them. Uh, And then like the animation also just really pretty. Like yeah, uh, the game's gorgeous. Yeah, have a nice death was at um, the mix the uh, last. Two nights ago, and I'd already been playing it, but I still like went to their booth just to see like be played a little bit more because it's just really pretty to look at uh, and see like all the different characters running around, talking to them. It's a really funny game as well. Uh, again, just like uh, poking fun at like uh, corporate uh, kind of big companies. And uh, there's uh, my favorite little bit so far was there's a pumpkin intern who okay. really loves uh, Death, uh, the character you play as, and uh, he's being explained to in the background of like, oh, all these nice. Perch that you get at the at this company in the afterlife. Oh, but you don't get access to that right now because you're just an intern. Like maybe one day you'll you'll get that. And uh, there's just like a, a lot of little things uh, and tidbits like that that awesome. Uh, I, I chuckle at and have a fun time with. So yeah, uh, so far like after the kind of lull for me personally after Hi-Fi Rush, this is finally a game. Uh, another game coming out this year. I'm like, oh yes, I'm excited to to get back to it. Every time I put put it down.
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Out today. So go ahead and check it out. Steam. The one and only Nintendo Switch. Uh, Number five. We're going to talk about the one and only Remedy, but they are making a bunch of games. Uh, Shinobi over on Twitter grabbed the financial report and went through uh, the current state of Remedy's game pipeline. If you want to open the tweet up there, you can see Remedy Game Portfolio 2022. So under the 505 Games banner, of course, they have Control, which is launched. Codename Condor, which is in Proof of Concept phase, Control 2 in the Proof of Concept phase. Then, in their deal with Epic Games, they have Alan Wake Remastered, which is launched. Then, Alan Wake 2, which is in full production. Then, with Tencent, they have Codename Vanguard, which is in the Proof of Concept uh, phase. And then, with Rockstar, they have Max Payne 1 and 2 Remake in the concept phase. Is that a new information? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure anymore because this is 9,000 things that are happening all at once. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: Good for them. It's crazy they're partnering with everybody. It's a different strategy than we're used to seeing here. And uh, obviously, uh, groups like Tencent have kind of changed the game and 505 <laughs> as well. So, so let me give you a couple here. of
2: things. The Chat's saying, no, we knew about the Max Payne 1-2 remakes. I missed it. So that's great. Uh that's max Payne one and two are in concept concept is in the concept stage. The high level idea turns into a more precise and comprehensive creative vision. We define what a game is all about, including a more detailed description of the narrative, the theme and the key characters. It goes on like this, but it talks about concept uh, would be a team size of around 20 to 30 and the duration being three to six months before it moves to proof of concept, which moves to production readiness, which removes moves to full production, a whole bunch of stuff going on there outrageous to see remedy doing this much yeah I mean, great for them good for them i'm not saying away from it and, and overly jammy in the chat says loving this transparency of course that's something we talk about all the time too of like hollywood movies are so transparent about everything which might be why somebody like tony todd wouldn't understand that like oh well they haven't announced spider-man you shouldn't say anything or the, the release date of spider-man should not say anything whereas the, here you have remedy just being like here's everything that's going on that some of which you know some of which you don't here's where it's at good for remedy man
0: uh, yeah it's it's interesting it's a different different take and again uh, with all the different publishers and and having different projects their hands in a lot of different cookie jars we'll see where this ends up actually shaking out they've now kind of proven that like their projects will come out and they can be great like yeah. control was game of the year contender so yeah it was um i think well, there, a lot of people are very excited fallon wake too as well and they're remaking some of their more beloved uh properties as well so it kind of just seems like the they, they got this lineup of games seems like really really intriguing for control fans two, of, bad, of them control yeah.
2: two, come on let's go i week i wish i could get into mm-hmm. i've never been able to and i always i always try to start it with the best intentions i just can't stick around
0: i feel like the the second one like from what we've seen it seems like it might be addressing some of thing. that like yeah, i think yeah. it just might be like a new type of experience that old fans and new fans can appreciate
2: yeah uh, number six on the Roper Report, Ubisoft is going to use AI writers. This is Tom Ivan over at VGC. Ubisoft has unveiled a new AI tool it claims it's developing to assist script writers. According to the publisher, Ubisoft Ghostwriter will be used to generate the first draft of the chatter of crowds in triggered NPC lines. While these, yeah, It's a great name, weird concept. While these sounds and phrases are central to immersing players in its game worlds, Ubisoft said using AI to help do so will enable its narrative teams to to work on less repetitive tasks the technology has been created by ubisoft laforge the research and development arm of the assassin's creed publisher quote introducing ubisoft ghost rider an ai tool developed in-house that aims to support our script writers by generating the first draft of our npc barks the phrases or sounds made by npcs when players interact with the game world ubisoft wrote in the description uh for the trailer above This tool was created hand-in-hand with script writers to create more realistic NPC interactions by generating variations on a piece of dialogue. See how our teams will use AI to handle repetitive tasks and free up time to work on other core game elements. Um, There's been an update since this that in a GDC talk, Ubisoft shed more light on its AI writing tool and stressed that it still requires human input. As reported by game developer, Ubisoft LaForge researcher Ben Swanson stated during his presentation that Ghost Rider is not used for cinematics or lore, but is more about making barks the lines players hear from NPCs as they pass them in the game. Uh, There's more, obviously, in this article and stuff like that, but also covering since it went live. Every writer, in the, not every writer, many video game personalities being like, yo, this shit sucks. This is stupid. Including this br- uh, paragraph about former x cast host, Alana Pierce. Sony Santa Monica writer, Alana Pierce wrote, quote, As a writer, having to edit AI-generated scripts slash dialogue sounds far more time-consuming than just writing my own temp lines. I would far prefer AAA studios use whatever budget it costs to make tools like this to instead hire more writers, end quote.
0: Yeah, I saw this all going down yesterday, and it was interesting seeing the initial knee jerk reaction, which is what we'd expect, yeah. and a lot of things like that. And then people that were at the the talk itself being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. the headlines aren't as bad and dire as it seems." And yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah. of helpful things here. We're at this turning point with this AI stuff, man, and it, it's it's happening so fast. Like that makes sense, right? It's kind of like teaching itself. I remember when Kevin first was explaining to me 3D printers uh, back in the the late like early 2000s. Late, early 2000s. You know what I'm saying. 2007 to 9. Sure, I got you. Right? Um, the early aughts, I guess, is what Kevin would call them. Um, and then he was explaining to me 3D printers and how they're going to change the the world, or at least his world. Yeah. You know, because he's Kevin. I still
2: can't believe he doesn't have one.
0: And, and he was always talking about, he's like, the dream is to have a 3D printer that then you can make new 3D printers of. And that blew my mind. I couldn't understand it. And then when I realized, oh, he's just talking about making all the parts to then make another one to then be able to... And I was like, what the fucking hell? That's yeah. insane. But... It blew my mind, and I was like, this is scary because one day we're going to apply this to AI, where AI is going to build itself, make itself, and we see it in every fucking movie, and kill us. Uh, yeah. Sense and, yeah. and Megan and whatnot, right?
2: I keep urging Kevin to buy a 3D printer because mm-hmm. I follow a guy who makes a, a bunch of different proton pack stuff, and he has, a, he has he, you can support him on Patreon, and then he gives you the, the 3D printing files, and like yeah. I could make a real Ghostbusters proton pack and PKA meter, It'd be but Kevin's got to fucking buy a goddamn 3D printer. Got to figure it out.
0: I,
3: I thought you were going to go a different direction and say I keep telling Kevin to become an AI and that <laughs> terrifies me as Dude.
2: well. Dude, we're on the brink, Barry. <laughs> we brink. could upload Kevin's consciousness to then be like my assistant, like that one uh Black Mirror episode where the you know, the girl that tou- John Hamm was there and like the, that that'd be awesome. I would love it. I, I mean every one person. of my texts I would send would be spelled wrong but he be so supportive most of the time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah common, like
3: eighty-five <laughs> percent of the time, and then ten percent of the time, he's like kind of gaslighting you just to fuck with you a little bit. <laughs> you know, like,
2: that's accurate. That's accurate. Uh, uh, so yeah, this is a, a one of those stories where it's like, yeah, AI is going to be more and more part of our lives, and how can you use it? But like to Alana's thing, right? Of like, it, it, it's not a, a really—is it really eliminating that much of the repetitive work? If I have to then go, the writer has to then go through different and repetitive look through work. It? Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's the thing is we're at this this boom right now of everyone's questioning how can we use AI. Yeah. And then not we're going to get to a point. Yeah, exactly. There's like the, not enough people asking should. And now the people are going to start asking. And just like we've talked about for the last couple stories, where whether it's microtransactions or always online, people are going to get the message. What are they going to do once they understand that? I think that's the bigger question. We've been talking about Ubisoft being in a very bad place for a very long time now. And this is not something that I'm like, you know what? I trust Ubisoft, they're gonna do this and it's gonna work and it's gonna be great and everyone's gonna be happy because of Ubisoft and their their choices in recent times, I'm like, yeah, this is probably not going to be good. It's probably going to result in in a lot of bad headlines of, of layoffs and other bad situations. It'll be the
2: normal thing where the AI gets connected and starts to learn, and then all of a sudden it becomes a Nazi. That's what seems, and they unplug and, it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. All of that. And then it's just going to turn into a bunch of people, like, even if it is, whether it's working or not, when this is implemented in games, people are going to clown it the fuck out anytime it's even a little slightly off, sure. which is going to be, because guess what, Greg? We've had smart devices for fucking decades at this point and they still don't always turn off my lights when
2: I ask them to. Fair enough.
3: Do you think that they're using this as a prototype to be able to write uh, future yes. Yves Gilmont uh, kind of, uh, interviews?
2: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say games in general, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah.
3: no, no, no. The man talks like no, no. They're, defi-
2: they're definitely trying to eventually replace most writers. Uh, anybody, have to, they have to pay. Capitalism. Number seven is just a couple updates for you from previous Games Daily Stories. Uh, yesterday we talked about the fact that they were delisting Mirror's Edge in those Battlefield games. Uh, EA has since made a correction, it's not delisting Mirror's Edge. Just those Battlefield games.
3: Justice for Bad Company 1 and 2.
2: No. And then the other one was, uh, you know, we had put up that it looked like Lego and 2K was going to do something. Uh, IGN, IGN accidentally leaked it. It's still getting announced tomorrow. Uh, what it is is Lego 2K Drive. It's releasing May 19th for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Switch. Oh, and I'm sorry, X- I don't, I don't, uh, Xbox in general. You know how the Xbox works. Switch and PC on Steam and Epic Games. Uh, Visual Concepts is developing. It is an open world game with vehicular custom or vehicle customization and cars from Lego City. Creator, Speed Champions, McLaren, Solus GT, and F1LM. It's 6999 slash 5999. IGN has taken down the article. I believe I got that from Shinobi as well, but I apologize. I meant to source it. Wario 64. Thank you very much. And that's it. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited for this 2K game, I guess. Honestly, let's be frank, I ain't fucking excited about it. I'm never going to play it. Not a chance in hell. But I'm always hopeful that every day there will be a game I want to oh, play. Yeah. Tim, if there was a game that came out today that Greg might want to play, where would he find out about
0: it? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
2: Yeah. Out today. Beyond the Wall on PC, Backrooms Exploration on PC, Torian Defense on Xbox, Island Farmer on Xbox, Have a Nice Death on Switch and PC, and Last Labyrinth on PlayStation VR 2. Tim, mm-hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Kabob writes in and says a correction for yesterday. Crash Team Rumble actually started out as a multiplayer mode for Crash 4 that was cut due to time constraints. Uh, Nanobiologist writes in to say, to clarify, Alan Wake 2 is confirmed to be a survival horror game rather than the action-adventure horror game the first game is. Um, that's not helpful. Well, okay, Bander SN says, Max Payne 1 and 2 remake were announced last spring. Um, Kabob says, a lathe is another machine that can make itself. Every part of the lathe can be made on a lathe. Nobody cares. Shut up. Uh, and then nano says just about every local public library has a 3d printer you can rent greg go f- i know that i, I booked one library, greg. i booked one uh when i wanted to print my backbone attachment mm, when they for yeah. my new iphone but like these are big builds i'm not gonna go in there like over a four month period and I, i'm I, you know i'm even do you think i want to be in the library like what if shuhei yoshida drives by and sees me and he's like nerd i can't have that on my no, conscience. You're, 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 i gotta be home playing video games and again See, this is the brilliance of if Kevin bought the 3D printer, what? I could just give him the files, then he would just bring me the proton pack.
0: See, Kev needs to go to the library, print the stuff
2: to make his own 3D printer. He's
3: but also, Kevin wouldn't be caught dead in the library.
2: They well wouldn't let been. him in. Yeah, They would, like, wash, wash those hands. He'd say no. no. And <laughs> they, they wouldn't let him in. There's a <laughs> strict so no silly. witch hand policy in the library. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, if you didn't know each and every week. We come to you each and every day with the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, head over to patreon.com kind of funny, where you could support us. Get each and every episode ad free. Get the ability to watch the podcast ad free and live as we record them, like we're doing this afternoon with the XCast and xbox chris charla and of course get the dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of content like kind of feudy, greg way and everything else over on patreon.com slash kind you already know if you're you can watch it live youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of games you should subscribe on a podcast service of your choice even if you only watch on one of those things go to the other ones like subscribe share do all that jazz and tell your friends about it of course since we're here each and every day there's two more days in the week tomorrow tim and Simon Cardi from Simon IGN.com Carty, baby. Will host this show in Friday. Tim and Blessing will. Uh, right now. If you want to watch some more video games, guess what? The boys are playing more Elden Ring on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games because you can just about everything on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. It's true. <sighs> Tim, I've enjoyed this episode with you, sir. Been joyful. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.